guys, and welcome to the season finale episode of We Know How to Read, our season of book reviews. And this is, episode is solely dedicated to the one and only Six of Crows. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this has been, I would say, a long time making, except we didn't know we were making it, but here we are. Yes. <laughs> Fate. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yes, like... This all stemmed because 2021. Right. You decided to share with the world your love for them. I did. I, they were, yeah, the Six of Crows was what, number three? Okay. And Cricket Kingdom was number one that year. So, so, and then I was just constantly, anytime anyone talked to me about books, I was like, have you read Six of Crows? Yeah. Because if you haven't, you need to read Six of Crows. Literally, I recommended this book to everyone in 2021. She did. Like, her um, kingdom, Six of Crows, was her Savage Lands. It was. It really was. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So, the way I devoured these books. And there's only two of them, so it's easy to, but... Exactly. And, like, if you guys have been following along this series, you know that a few episodes ago... We both surprised each other by reading yes. each other's vibes <laughs> from the 2021 series. I can't guarantee that this is going to be a reoccurrence for the <laughs> year's top five. <laughs> I know, it just might be swapped. <laughs> right? So, this is not necessarily going to be an annual thing that we're doing. No, no. Well worth it because both of our top reads... Either person has grown to love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I say this, uh, Savage Lands will forever and always be my number one. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, well, they're so different. You can't, like, they, you can't put them together. I mean, this is straight up YA. Oh, yeah. And I think, okay, so, like, when I first started reading it, it was a little bit of a struggle because I mm. really don't read YA. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was just like, these are children. Oh. <laughs> What are we doing? I mean, what saved it was the violence. Not that there was yeah. a lot of violence. I mean, there was a lot of violence, but there wasn't a lot of there, violence. Yeah. yeah. But you get what I'm saying. There's that mm-hmm. duality of, yes, there's some, but not as not as much as I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like it bloody, guys. You do. That is, that is very true. I've already gotten into this. But, yeah, so this was my first time reading it. I have seen Shadow and Bones, the TV show. I have not seen season two. I know you haven't watched either. I haven't watched it, but I I read the Shadow and Bone trilogy and then read Six of Crows duology after. Um, I haven't read the King of Scars duology yet. I need to. So, um, haven't. But I haven't seen the show. So, I ho- I, so what I wanted to do, so I saw the show, the first season. Mm didn't really like it yeah thought it was boring i mean it was fine but it yeah. was it was it was i hate to say this it was forgettable and yeah i can see that the, the the scary thing is is they are planning on doing a six of pros show based on the books because what Six of Crows is right now in Shadow of Bone is completely different. Yes. That's um, but they're only going to do a Six of Crows spinoff if the second season does well. Okay, well then I guess I have to watch it. I know. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. 
That's what, I, that's what I'm going to do this summer, I think. Of everything, their side story, I found more mm. interesting yeah. than the main story. I didn't find Elena. Yeah. That's her name? And that's Elena, yeah. Elena. I did like the Darklings character. I, I haven't watched the second season. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch it because I was afraid that there might be Six of Crows, Crooked Kingdom Easter eggs in there. Oh, that's smart. So I've been holding yeah. off to finish Crooked Kingdom so I could then mm-hmm. go watch the second season. I have intentions of watching it. I just <laughs> didn't want any spoilers. Yeah, um, my thing is still like, I really I liked the Shadow and Bone trilogy. It's very basic YA fantasy, you know, yeah. girl finds out she has powers, kind of stuck between two love interests ish sort of without like spoiling anything for the show um and it was her first series and she even like one of the reasons i didn't want to watch the show and i think i've mentioned this before is because they changed so much because kaz and inej and jesper they aren't in shadow shadow and bone no like at all and so she went back with this show and fixed the things that she would wants the sh- books to be if she had written them now which i i get so i have a love hate for that like I, yeah like part like the purist in me is like stick to the content mm-hmm. like the realistic side of me that would like if i had the opportunity to make my novel into a show and mm-hmm. the things that you just can't articulate all the time in writing as hard as we try that i would yeah like, if i could make the chance to do it visually i would so like i get yeah. it from her, like, as a visual person, yeah, she's taking the opportunity to be able to express the full story that she sees in her head that she couldn't get mm-hmm. the time of writing it. Yeah. So, like, I oh, yeah. That. I get it. But. But if you don't get who, who we've never said her name. I know. So, um, <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about the author. Yes. <laughs> the one and only Leigh Bardugo. Yes. Um, so, Leigh Bardugo, to her website, um, it says Lee Bardugo is the number one New York Times bestselling author of Ninth House and the creator of the Grishaverse, yep. now a Netflix original series, which spans the Shadow and Bone trilogy, the Six of Crows duology, the King of Scars duology, and much more. Her short fiction has appeared in multiple anthologies, including the best American science fiction and fantasy. She lives in Los Angeles and is an associate fellow of Polly Murray College? Never heard of Polly Murray College at Yale University. Oh. So. Meh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know, I've read a lot about her in the last few days. Let me see if there's anything different on the book. And I keep forgetting that she lives in LA. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, here's there's more there's more in the book oh. of her about me. Oh, yes, yes, do share. Um so with over one million copies sold, her Christopher band, we already talked about that. She also has The Language of Thorns, which I haven't read, but it's um, about all of the saints from the Christopherse. Which I think that'd be really interesting. I'd- yeah, I need to get it and read it, but I haven't yet. With more to come, um, she also worked on Wonder Woman Warbringer. She was born in Jerusalem, grew up in Los Angeles, graduated from Yale University, 
and has worked in advertising, journalism, and even makeup and special effects. These days, she lives and writes in Hollywood, where she can occasionally be heard singing with her band. Oh, well, shit. I know. Good on you, woman. Right? That's pretty cool. Okay, I'm being dumb, but is Wonder Woman Warbringer the name of the movie? Or is that a book she wrote? Uh, no, I think it's either a book, it's a book. or it's a comic book. It is. Is it the comic book? Yeah, novel. Okay. Where do you go? Um, yeah, it's a comic book. That's really cool. So, what is? This? Oh gosh, so sorry. <laughs> this theme with with uh, U.S. Today uh, top sellers writing about uh, action heroes. I don't know. There's a lot of like novel YA novels being written about superheroes, like, and it's all like pretty popular YA authors. Because, like, she has Wonder Woman. SJ mm -hmm. has Catwoman. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's... Like, what, um, like with that? Marvel slash Disney is just like, oh, who do we want to write these books? I guess. Will you write this book? Because I think that's something that happens in the publishing world. Catwoman came out way before. Like, like a few... Like, I don't know. Catwoman feels old to me. Yeah, but like... I mean, technically, so is Throne of Glass. True. So, like, and since Throne of Glass was her first series, and it's YA, and I'm pretty sure Shadow and Bone is pretty old, too. Like, okay, yeah. Let me see. Um, love having the books right here with me. Easy peasy. Yeah, text copyright 2012. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, it came out in 2012. So it's been around 11 years. Damn. Okay. So we can't avoid this subject because no. it is iconic. And if you follow book news, you I've already heard about this. Mm -hmm. It is, like, something that I like to drop to my non-book friends just to, like, show them how amazing this is because – the people that they, like, famous authors that they know. They know um, J.R.R. Tolkien. They know, like, uh, I'm blanking on some really famous authors right now. And I'm <laughs> um, what's this? Talking about, like, classics? Uh, yes, but no. Kind of like, like, Tolkien. Who writes it? Stephen King. Stephen King. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, like, Stephen King and, um... David Patterson, uh, James Patterson. James Patterson. Sorry, David. David Baldet. Bald nope, nope. David Patterson's my uncle. Oh. <laughs> it just happened that his last name's Patterson, but his first name's David. So, like, they you know, like James Patterson, Tolkien. You know, uh, what's his name again? The other one. It. Stephen King. Stephen King. God, I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> And then, of course, the one and the only, uh, J.K. Rowling, uh -huh. because they're just common. So, mm -hmm. recently, and, like, recent as of, like, March, so this is April when we're filming this, there was a big headline breaking for Lee Bardugo. She mm -hmm. recently signed with her current, uh, I think it's Macmillan, Macmillan, mm -hmm. uh, like, her publishing company, 
she got a really, really big deal. Um, one of the biggest ones that has been seen in literally years, like no one like this has gotten a deal this large, I want to say since JK Rowling. And he, she even did yeah. it like an upfront. She got it based by her book. Mm-hmm. And this is probably like, they, everybody talks about like, oh, I want to make it big as an author. Like I want to get that book deal. And like book deals really aren't, as big anymore yeah these like big things Mm -hmm. like one or two books max four depending on the author but it's still like you're not it's not like this make or break thing and Mm -hmm. she's obviously been on this game for a while now but the fact that she got an eight figure 12 book deal it it, what is insane to like and she's getting an eight eight figures now as we know what she's published already. But in publisher's lingo, believe this is known as a really nice deal. For context, Prince Harry, absent Duke of Sussex, signed a four-book deal with Penguin, Penguin Random House worth 35 to $40 million and sold over a million copies of Square on the first day. So that's, that's, how, that's, that's one-third of how many books she's been yeah. asked to do. And she's yeah. eight figure up front shit is that gonna be all what it... well, i know like she has um the two the one uh, ninth house and then um she Hell- just had the second one released hellbent right hellbent yeah um so is it gonna be like more of those are we getting more grisha first so it says that it's going to range in a wide variety of levels and topics so she's apparently going to be branching out potentially doing Mm -hmm. graphic novels ya and adults uh Mm. no word on the topic but i'm assuming it's going to stick within the fantasy realm because come on, what's better than the fantasy realm? Nothing. I mean, maybe a little exactly. murder. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you could have murder in the fantasy realm. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Just a murder. You have would. your cake and eat it too. Like, like uh, <laughs> Stephen King. Who? Clearly, you're right. Cool. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I literally forget your name in five seconds. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, like that's. Like I heard about it and I made like a job. That's insane. Like, bitch. And on top of that, she is like heavily. Isn't she a producer on the show? Like, she is heavily involved in this she, Netflix show. I, like, some people like to compare SJM to J.K. Rowling. No, no, <laughs> no. It is no. Bardugo. Yes. Like, believe Bardugo is a better person. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. She wears really nice lipstick, I've noticed. She I does, yes. <laughs> if you don't want to know what I'm talking about, please go look at her photos, because she wears cute lipstick. She does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> if you haven't read the book, and if you haven't watched the show, and if you haven't picked up on some of the things, we've mm-hmm. heard words like Grishaverse and things like that, because that's where it takes place. And yeah. we should probably get into the book. This is... A spoilers episode. It is. We so sugarcoating anything. We're no, so I'm gonna literally I'm gonna read the blurb of it and then you should probably just like leave. Out. <laughs> well, I will say I am gonna drop some fun facts on us afterwards, so you might be able to stick around, but it yeah, will that's true. tell you a little bit more about the book. 
Mm. So I think you're safe on spoilers, but no promises. <laughs> Play it on your own risk. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Share it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so getting into Six of Crows. So we're only going to talk about Six of Crows today. We're going to get into Crooked Kingdom another time. Um, but Six of Crows is the first book of the Six of Crows duology. On Goodreads, it has a 4.5 star with 796,778 ratings. Pardon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 87,318 reviews. Well, damn. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm going to read the back of the blurb for the blurb. Um, Ketterdom, a bustling hub of international trade where anything can be had for the right price. And no one knows that better than criminal prodigy Kaz Brecker. Kaz is offered a chance at a deadly heist that could make him rich beyond his wildest dreams, but he can't pull it off alone. A convict with a thirst for vengeance, a sharpshooter who can't walk away from a wager, a runaway with a privileged past, a spy known as the Wraith, a heartrender using her magic to survive the slums, a thief with a gift for unlikely escapes. Kaz's crew are the only ones who might stand between the world and destruction if they don't kill each other first. That's true. Yeah. So literally, if you don't know much about this, it's... Fantasy Ocean's Eleven yeah. with gang members. I, okay. You just said Ocean's Eleven, and I just want to say I love the Ocean movies. I know. They're great. They're like a comedy yeah. show. Which is why one of, the, one of the reasons why I love this book so much. Yes. Because it's very much that style where you do not know... Like, even though you get the points of views from almost everyone in this book, you don't know what is happening until the last page. Like, even when you think, like, okay, I've they finished their heist, whatever. Oh, yeah. And you, like, and you're like, okay, it's great. It's good. I know everything that happened. And then you get to the last page and you're like, where did that come from? Like, out of left field. But it makes sense. The last a few chapters... I I got mad. <laughs> I got real even madder because of I, this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I turned to the last page and I was like, "What the fuck? Where's that? That's, that's it? it? That's it? What? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. We left off where? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But real quick, just so uh, for those of you if you have read Shadow and Bone, a little more information. If you have read the Shadow and Bone trilogy, this book takes place two years after Shadow and Bone. So if you haven't read them, technically you can read Six of Crows without having read Shadow and Bone. I know plenty of people who have done that. Me. And a lot of people say um, to do that because I had one friend, he said that if he had not read Six of Crows First, he probably would not have finished the Shadow and Bone trilogy um, because you can like tell her writing just gets better the more she goes. And the writing for this one, not that the writing was bad for Shadow and Bone, but the writing for this one was just superior. Um, It does have like teensy tiny little spoilers and a couple of little, um, well, in... Cricket Kingdom, it does have a little, like, a few little Easter eggs um, that you wouldn't really pick up on unless you had read Shadow and Bone. 
Um, but other than that, 